Congratulations, you've unlocked another miserable podcast of secrets. This is episode 18. We are legal as of today. And we're going to be concluding our series on console launches, looking at the lineups of the different consoles from the Atari 2600 forward. We're actually on the current-gen systems today, so we're going to be doing the 360, PS3, and the Wii to wrap it up. We are joined, as usual, by uh, our regular crew, Sans Eric Manch, who just hasn't shown up today for some reason. Our prayers are with him. (laughs) But in his place, or in his place is nobody, but with me is uh, on the far right... Chris Rubin, known as MacDeus on our forums. Hello again. On the near left is Chuck Forrester. Chucks. I feel like I've been here before. Yeah, this is take two, but uh, they don't need to know that at home. The magic the magic should uh, never die at home, even though it dies over and over. Has take two made anything good? Take two actually made... Uh, we're actually going to talk about take two because they made a whole bunch of the uh, Xbox 360 launch titles. Oh, oh, oh. No. oh my! And on the all, all the way over there on the far left is Mauricio Massetti, who we call Mizzo. That's me. All right. I've alluded to the forums. We're actually talking about the TNL forums. Uh, the site is the Next Level, which you can uh, Google. Just Google the phrase "Next Level," and you'll see us at the top. The URL is the-nextlevel.com. And uh, we're going to get right into the to the rest of the show, and then we'll talk about the forums a little bit more later. Uh, I wanted to pick up right where we left off last week, and that's with the 360 launch. I was actually pretty excited about the 360 coming out. I don't know why. I didn't pick it up right away, and there wasn't really much there that I wanted to play on day one. But um, I remember I was reading a post on our forums from our forum member, Yoshi, and he said something about achievements and... I had I had kind of avoided hearing anything about the Xbox. You know, I wasn't really following it. But uh, that whole achievements thing really interested me, and the Xbox Live Arcade interested me, and all that was was uh, ready day one, uh, along with a bunch of um, Xbox Live Arcade titles that were available, and also retail, you know, boxed media that you could pick up at the store. I, I assume we were all around for that launch. Oh yeah. No, I wasn't born yet. <laughs> oh. <laughs> mm. Yeah, I mean, born the... or born again. <laughs> Coming oh, back. Let me let me Christian cut that style. off real quick and say that I didn't get it at launch, but I got it on the second shipment because that was back when these things were really hard to find, and you would find different websites that were saying, "Hey, man, I heard Toys R Us is going to get this shipment on you know December twentieth at you know such and such a time." And uh, I remember it, it was a Best Buy, and it was December 21st is when I got mine, so a little bit after launch. But I, I managed to drag my girlfriend, who's now my wife, with me. She bought one also and flipped it for 1200 bucks. but that's nice. neither here nor there. Um, but yeah, I was, I was definitely on board for launch. And it wasn't really any of the games that came out that I needed to have. I think I just wanted the new hardware. It was awesome. When I, I mean, I was really excited for it, too. My story was a little bit different because I was working at CompUSA at the time, and I didn't get it right at launch because I didn't want to spend that much money on it. But someone bought one and then had to return it because their cat pissed all over the thing. Gross. And it, it fried the 360. So we took a look at it, and like they tried to return it. I don't know what they did for the customer, but we are just sort of like... 
you know, this Xbox probably still works because it's just water damage. So we piss aired damage. it out for a little bit. Yeah, I'll probably and you have actually, the piss the piss box in your house, and it it totally gross, it worked Chris. just fine. Um, and so they sold it to me for like a hundred bucks. They were like, gross, "All right, Chris. we'll give it to you for that." Instead of like trying to do a refurb, and so I had it, and it lasted. I want to say like two years, maybe three years, and then I got to return it to uh, Microsoft for another refurb eventually. But yeah, yeah, I had a I keep nice thinking you cat say urine. refurb. <laughs> yeah, refurb. I, uh, okay, I yeah. totally sent my 360 to Microsoft, and they sent me back a bunch of weed. It was that's uh, the other podcast interesting we do. The, the piss box. Weed, weed uh, soaked in cat piss. That's that's how if you really want to get get. Uh... Whatever a the terrible, term is, terrible is that, that the kids are calling it these days. <laughs> That's why I keep producer cat around, actually. Anyway, is anybody here a sports sports fan? Do you anybody play like the Madden games or anything like that? No, <laughs> I didn't no. think so. The tiniest bit. Because uh, there were eighteen launch titles for the three hundred and sixty, and the ones that actually were available in stores, not the arcade ones. And eleven of those eighteen titles were sports games. Wow. That's 11. a Pro 360 right there. <laughs> yeah, I guess I guess they did well for themselves. Five of the 18 games were from Electronic Arts. Four of them were from Activision. And three of them were from Take-Two. So I think um, they were kind of playing it, trying to play it safe in a way. They figured that, you know, sports games are multiplayer friendly, of course, and they can sell pretty consistently. And Electronic Arts is a the time was the biggest third-party developer there were no japanese developers except for namco i believe i might be wrong on that um condemned was published by sega but it was actually developed by monolith which i think is a uk company so mm. this was an Amer- oh. this is a american european system through and through well rich racer six i said besides uh, yeah. namco Okay, I, I mean, that's right. the thing. Like, I, I look at this list, and there was Condemned. Condemned was decent. It had a lot of good ideas. Condemned um, was okay. Yeah. Ridge Racer 6, I mean, if you like Ridge Racer, it's pretty good. It was kind of too much of the same for me. Um, but I know some people played the fuck out of it online. And aside from that, like, I'm really kind of coming up blank on this. Some people like Cameo, but I, I didn't really give a shit about it. No, nobody. That's a lie. Nobody yeah, likes Cameo. Yeah, Cameo didn't do anything for me. I think it's Cameo. Isn't it Cameo? Is it Cameo? Cameo sounds dumb, but you know what? It's dumb, so maybe it is. I don't know. It's a Cameo of the Elements of Power. I don't know. What did Rare do right before the 360 launch? Bullshit. Like, they did like Banjo? that grab by the ghoulies shit that nobody oh, cared about. Oh yeah, that's I'm, it. I'm talking about. I'm talking about after they were purchased from Microsoft. Jesus Christ! How the fuck do you even remember that game? They immediately, they like immediately turned to shit. Like the second Microsoft bought them, and and then like the launch, the 360 launch was. They worked on this for years. Wasn't there like kind of a buildup for this in terms of rare rare games? I think they were kind of hit or miss in the first place. But yeah, they definitely went to total shit after they uh, teamed up with Microsoft. Now let me go off on a tangent here. The uh, the Halo games have they been have the Halo games been getting worse or I mean from Halo One to Halo Two was there any kind of quality difference or were they story wise? But I mean that mechanics wise, it's been you know on the up and up, but not not so much on the story. Halo 2 had a better multiplayer than Part 1 by a long shot, I think. But uh, single player, I still feel like Halo 1 is better than Halo 2. And uh, did Bungie make anything else besides Halo? Marathon? Oh, Oni. Uh, Oni? Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. That, that was about it. 
Yeah. Uh, no, no. They made um. They made a uh, an RTS. An RTS. They did. Oh Christ! What the fuck is the name of it? It's like on the tip of my tongue. It was like dudes, like individual <laughs> units. It was like a weird over myth. Is it myth? Yes, myth. mythic. Yes. The reason I ask is because when Nintendo works with third parties, they tend to really uh, bring out the get best them in, line. in them. Yeah, they they hold their hands. They get it done. Right. I think they're super Nazi, and they just kind of get them. They're like, no, this sucks. Do it again. Like like with um, we talked like the about tiger this earlier. Mom. <laughs> we talked about this earlier with that other with that dude that went on to make horrible games. Stop oh saying my God. dude. <laughs> it's too early in the I'm podcast sorry. to lose your vocabulary. <laughs> uh, what's the name of that company that made Two Human? Um, Sil- Silicon, or, no, Knights. Not Sil- Silicon Knights. Exactly. Wait, was it? So, yeah, yeah, like they yeah. they made Eternal Darkness, which was fantastic, and then it was just like, okay, well, you can work on Metal Gear, and now you want to make Two Human? Okay. But I don't know. So I don't know what the deal is with Rare, but I, I we do need to point out how horrible Perfect Dark Zero is. I think it's easily one of the worst games I have ever played. In a, a, just any kind of judgment, just any kind of, just think about it. Ask me. Think can, about anything that would make a good game. Just make. Just think about anything that would make a game good, and this game doesn't have it. Anything that you might even enjoy, that brings joy or smiles to children, like just it's completely lacking in every department. It's the the level design is so bad that after being lost for a few minutes, and you will be lost because you have no idea where you're going or what's even happening, giant arrows will appear pointing the the correct way to go, like along the ground, because they knew they knew how horrible the level design was that they had to put in these giant arrows to tell you where to go. The game feels bad, like aiming and shooting and everything about it is just hideous. The the character design, I mean, Rare has always had bad character design. Let's not. Let's not make shit up here, but Joanna Dark, I think, was was pretty damn bad in this game, even compared to what she used to be. Wait, what was that that third person shooter that Rare had with the like anime styled characters that they Jets, then remodeled? Jet, Jet Force Gemini. Jet Force Gemini. Gemini. Yeah, that was like, hey, we got these really shitty character designs. Now we're going to redesign them, and oh look, they're still really shitty, but now they look different. It, it was just like I don't know, like they can't fix themselves somehow, no matter what the fuck they do. Yeah, the closest they ever got to being even remotely charming was with Banjo Kazooie, and uh, the squirrel. The squirrel was good. Conquer. I have no, ma- I have no mind right now. I can't even, I can't even talk good today. So, dude, bro, I'm the done. squirrel, dude, was, squirrel, he, dude, he peed bro. on the thing. <laughs> oh man, that game was amazing. Anyway, we're we're talking about the launch and so when well, did Call, Call of Duty out? was probably the st- standout here. I mean, what was the standout game here? Madden and Call of Duty. And- for me, for me, it was definitely PGR, but that was just oh, yeah, because I liked PGR. Well, PGR two was amazing, and part three I I barely played, so something about it didn't strike me the same that part two did. I guess it was anticipated, and so was Ridge Racer, but I mean these weren't big systems; these didn't really make people not, curious not about sellers. the three sixty. You know, the Geometry Wars Retro Evolved. That was I played the shit out of that when the system. I think came that out. was the system seller right there. I really did play the shit out of that. Back when arcade games were four bucks. Oh, fucking Hexic. I hated that game. I got that for free and I felt ripped off. I never got Grand Pearl Puba. It takes so long. And you make one mistake and it's all gone. All your pearls, all your silver pearls. You know what? I don't even know what that means and I don't want to know what that means. Well, you see. No. No. I don't have anything. Done. (laughs) Smash TV. I really liked Smash TV. Why don't, why don't you tell us about your experience with Smash TV, Mizzo? Fuck, right away. Look, right here. First game ever released for Xbox Live Arcade. 
already has busted achievements. You will never be able to get 100% achievements in Smash TV because it is literally broken, never fixed. Never Just fixed like the entire lifespan. Right at this right that is the exact second where I should have said fuck achievements, but I didn't. But that should have been the exact second where I said that when Smash TV was broken out of the gate and it was never fucking fixed. I can't even I can't even talk anymore. Yeah. In the He's uh, in the arcade, continuing the pattern with the uh, with the boxed games, there were no Japanese developers represented as far as as far as I see on the list here. Even though there were arcade games like Joust, Smash TV, Gauntlet, there were they were all um, non Japanese games. So, I, I as I recall at the time, uh, there was very little Japanese support. It was I don't even know how well it ended up doing in Japan. I think it was pretty much ignored, wasn't it? Yeah, I think it still has not sold as much as like the PSP in Japan. To to up to today, like sales from the day it came out till today, I don't think it sold as much as like the PSP. I think it's an utter failure in Japan. Do you think it's because Japanese developers were really holding out for the PS3 and they just wanted to work I don't, with that? I don't think it was that. I think it was more of a East versus West thing. At least that's what all of the magazines would have you believe whenever you were reading this kind of stuff. Yeah, it was like a weird brand loyalty, except even then, like, no one knew how the fuck to program for a PS3 back then. I think Japan wouldn't know a good game if it bit him in the nutsack at this point. But this this was back then when Japan was still really relevant, if you think about it. The beginning of this gen? I don't know if they were that relevant. Yeah, I I I think that's when they were fucking up. Well, no, they they did fuck up, but I'm saying coming into this generation, they could have gone really strong, but they, they didn't. They didn't want to update. I mean, it was definitely considered a blow to the 360 to not have a lot of Japanese uh, developers on there. I mean, that was just like a bad thing right out of the gate. Like, you guys really need to get support from Japan if you're going to succeed with the 360. And they ended up being able to succeed. And they they ended up did um they did end up getting a large amount of Japanese developers eventually on yeah, their system. Yeah, they did well enough. Right, they did well enough without them that they were able to well, you, get you the gotta support think later the, the on. The big and... turning point was when Capcom was just like, "Hey, guess what? We're gonna throw Dead Rising on this," and then Japan became relevant again. When did that happen? Because that's when I bought the system. Is when Dead that Rising was came out? Probably a year after. I know it. It came out okay. in an August. Um, I, I want to say a year, maybe two, but probably just a year. Let me pause for a second because I'm going to try to get. I see Eric knocking at the window here. I'm going to try to get him in here without blowing everything up. Wow, look who's come crawling back. He had an offer from another podcast. Huh? A Which new one was it? Appears. Oh, yeah. Xbox 360 watt uh, launch. Um, yeah, I just remembered it being pretty bad, really. I mean, <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I remember everyone was really into achievements and people would play games that were otherwise not that not that great just to get all the achievements uh, like was... king kong oh yeah you, that reminds me my first xbox 360 game can you guess what it was speak speaking of playing something only for achievements king kong close it was sneak king which oh was... lord that didn't come out oh, for yeah. a long time after, didn't it? I didn't buy, I didn't buy no, the uh, 360 I I, No, 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 because remember, that that was you were able to play it in the old Xbox also. It wasn't that long. Oh, my God, you're right. It Sne- couldn't have been that old. Sneak yeah. King was one of three games released by Burger or um, distributed at Burger King. I think you had to buy a meal, and it was like a few bucks. And it was, and it was the, awesome. Yeah, it was the King from, uh, from the Burger King commercials. And he had to sneak up on people. It was a stealth game and present them with a yummy burger. 
and you could hide in garbage cans. You could, you could do all kinds of things. I never maxed out the achievements on that because it was terrible. It was way too repetitive. I wouldn't call it terrible, but it was definitely too repetitive. It was a terrible was. first experience on the Xbox. <laughs> big, big bump in was the better game. I had, um, I had that in Hexic HD, which came pre-installed on the hard drive. And I don't think I got another game. It's just like my Vita experience when I got the Vita and I just had a welcome park for that whole evening. So, yeah, these are my sad stories of, of console or hardware launches. Well, I'll when say. I got the 360, I got an HDTV on the same day because I was like, I'm not going to be an asshole and hook this up to a normal TV. I was. Like, who the fuck does that? I did. So I bought an HDTV the same day and it blew my fucking mind. And that's part of why I really like the 360. For the longest it, time, I just played hooked up to a monitor. I had a 24-inch um, LCD monitor and that was my gaming monitor. And the first game I played was Dead Rising, so I could read the text just fine, and everyone else was like, wow, wow, I can't read the text. It's like, well, maybe you should not be an asshole and step the fuck up. How's that? Is there anything on this list that you're looking at of the 360 launch titles, including the arcade titles, which I guess aren't that great, that it just seems interesting to you at this point? Geometry Wars? Geometry yeah, Wars? Yeah, Geometry Wars, that's about it. Smash TV? Hmm. It was Arcade Perfect Smash TV, which eh. had not been available to us until this point. Joust was pretty good, too. That's Get the true. fuck out of here with yeah. Joust. Who's going to play that? Joust is good. It's multiplayer. No, Joust is great. Yeah, it was it was a good port. You hit the guys and the little eggs come out. It's a good port of the worst game ever made. What are you talking about? Oh, my God. Get out of here, Mizzo. I love that game. What are you going to do with Joust? Go play Balloon Joust Fight. is awesome. Fuck Joust. You are, you are buzzard bait. Gauntlet, not not great. I tried to make myself go all the way to level 100 with that, but... Yeah, Gauntlet's one of those original quarter-munching games. Just It's more fun when you're feeding it money. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> Just like a lot of things, Nick. Oh, I see. Yeah. <laughs> like your booze habit. All right, so looking at this launch, I think the, the hardware was promising. The network um, aspects were extremely promising, but... The game's uh, kind of weak, I think, unless you really, really like sport, you know, this year's sports version. And they, they didn't really have a real online-enabled game that, that took advantage of the multiplayer that they took such pains to Madden, to I guarantee you, if we would have played Madden, that would have been awesome when that came out for life like that. None of us played it, but I, I, I guarantee yeah. you. <laughs> you know what? Need for Speed had good online. I rented that. I think I played Smash TV with Chucks once. We did. I remember we that. Died a lot. Now, which which need for which need for speed was that? Chuck? Most wanted. Oh yeah, that was pretty good. Hey, no drinking and driving. <laughs> oh lord. <laughs> Why do you guys keep saying that I'm drunk? Like I'm completely not. Because I can smell the alcohol in your breath from here. I. I was just playing Mass Effect too. That's all. mm Hmm. <laughs> brings out similar effects. So, yeah, so I don't think this was a very good launch at all, aside from the whole big leap in technology from the previous system. Just in terms of games, uh, really not a lot there to, to go for. Yeah, honestly. Rare really um, turned out to be a... Yeah, that, that was one of the reasons why Microsoft bought Rare, right? Because they wanted to have some good games for the, uh, for the launch. Yeah, we were talking about that earlier. We does If anybody knows what happened to Rare... Please let us know, because I would love to know exactly what happened that made them suck 
just so much Didn't ass. the owners leave or something? Or am Stam- I the Stamper Brothers sold the company and then they just... Um... But that was a long time ago, though. That was way before that shit. After Blast Corpse, they lost the one person who had a good idea. Blast Corpse? Corpse. That's a sequel where you blow dead bodies around. I I mean, this is like a D. I mean, on a, on a yeah, it's pretty bad on the scale I think a, of A to I think F. A D is being nice, very bad. I do think a D is being nice, but at the same time, like Geometry Wars is as shitty and tiny as a arcade game as it is. It's also kind of a lot better than a lot of the other launch titles we've been looking at. And it is an improvement over the Geometry Wars that was included in Project Gotham. PGR two two. That was an even more basic version. This is the evolved version, so it's not exactly the same game. It's like, it's like that's a, the thing. Like even game. even when we say like it's not that great, like oh man, when we get to the next couple systems, it's Geometry Wars is going to seem like the greatest game known to man. All right, well, let's 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 get to the next one. I think the PlayStation Three launched like a year. It's like a year after the 360, and uh, I don't see much better <laughs> as far as the. Uh, I think this is probably even worse because you've got the sports games. The the Xbox Live Arcade games were pretty decent. They were fun. The network, the PSN games were were horrifically bad in comparison. You had Madden. You had the next version of Madden the following year. Following years, uh, basketball and and hockey games. And then you had Resistance, which I guess was a big game. I'm not saying it was good or bad, but it was a big game. I'm gonna say it was bad. Yeah. I just bought Resistance like a week ago for like five bucks because I've never played it. And I you should you should have not played it at all. I'm gonna try it. I haven't played it yet. I want to try it though. Resistance is not terrible. However, it does not look very good, and it doesn't actually do anything different. Like just imagine random generic FPS that happens to be really fucking brown. Well, isn't it Insomniac? So I figured it would have like cool guns at least because Insomniac really. is Ratchet and Clank, right? No. That's it's alternate World War Two, right? Yeah, something like, like that. I, I hated Resistance enough that after I uh, finished it, I mailed it to Ed for free. I just posted on TNL. I was like, "If anyone wants this game for free, you have it." Ed was the first one who posted. It's like, here you go. But imagine you're sitting at E3 or you're sitting at some press media event. No, not not E3 because that went terrible for the PS3. <laughs> yeah, massive damage. Ridge Giant enemy crab. Or you're just sitting at your computer and you're looking up trailers online. Now, <laughs> you're bored. Okay. The Resistance trailer, I guess, got would get a lot of people excited. I mean, it's like a face to the launch. It, it's I don't know. It just seems like a more substantial game than almost anything that I was in the 360. Because what what would you sh- what trailers would you show? You know, Perfect Dark Zero, uh, Peter Jackson's King Kong. I mean, what what are you going to get Kong people excited about? Pushed a about? lot because it looked good for back then. Because you also got to remember this was. Um, the first, first foray HD into shit, HD yeah. gaming, yeah, and but wasn't that you, based on the uh, the Jack Black movie? Yeah, but th- nobody cares. They want a game that looks good. <laughs> he he wasn't like starring. <laughs> he was the ape, right? No. Wait, a Jack Black movie? What are you talking? Are you talking about King Kong? Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, you're sober as shit. That's a new character I'm working tell. on. It. This is the guy who. Yeah, I'm doing my set. I'm doing my Zach Alphanakis impression of a guy doing it of an impression of the guy. Well, I don't know. it's it's way better than anything you've done before. So keep it up. I'm loving it. Just cut that out of the podcast. I'm dying over here. Don't do it. So so Sony had so Sony had Resistance, and there were a bunch of games, big games that were supposed to also launch 
uh, Oblivion, Elder Scrolls Oblivion was supposed to be out on um, launch day. Rainbow Six Vegas, Fear, and the Sonic Sonic the Hedgehog. Sonic the Hedgehog is never a big title. No, we didn't know how bad it was going to be. Yeah, we didn't know at the time. Sonic Heroes, I I think, was the previous game. Because I played Sonic Adventure and Sonic Adventure 2, and then I didn't play Sonic Heroes. Yeah, but this was was new gen. There was a lot of promise. After Sonic Adventure 2, they got even worse. It was it was fucking scraping the barrel here. Wait, wait. So was Elder Scrolls out on the 360 already, and then it was supposed to come out for the launch, or did it just like line up at the right time? From what I'm seeing, the Oblivion came out March 20th of the PS3's launch year, so it came out about six months before the PS3 did. So I guess I mean it's it's a big game to try to get ready. This is this is a really bad list. I mean, like you said, you I have what, Resistance and Ridge Racer and. Call of Duty 3, I guess, if you didn't play it already. I think it was Call of Duty 2, actually. No, I don't think Call of Duty 3 didn't even come out. I haven't played any of these, so I don't... You you played Ultimate Alliance, didn't you? Oh, yeah, yeah. No, I meant Call of Duty. I haven't played any oh, of them. Oh, okay. But Ultimate, I did play Ultimate Alliance. That's a bad fucking game right there. It's a bad fucking game, but look at the rest of the list on the PS3. That's probably the gem of the bunch. <laughs> I've never even heard of these PlayStation Network games. Like, what are they? Blast Factor, Cash Guns Chaos. What the shit? I think one of them was like Smash TV, and I think it was a Smash TV inspired game. Cash Guns Chaos. I mean, what is Untold Legends? I know I've heard of this game. It's a legend that should never have been told. <laughs> you know, you know what this list is missing that would have been a killer launch title? Killer Fantavision app. 2. Oh my oh god. Lord. That's all we need. It would have been better than anything else on this list. That's, the that's the only thing I've played that was a launch title for either of those systems is I briefly played Hexic HD and Geometry Wars, Joust, and Gauntlet. That's it. And Mar- I played Marvel Ultimate Alliance, but not on the PS3. And that's about it. I just Yeah, that's, that sounds about right for me as well, except for PGR. And the first PS3 games I ever played were Metal Gear Solid 4 and the first of the uh, next-gen Ratchet & Clank games. And both were excellent games, so... I, I waited a long time, though, before I bought them, obviously. I am, I am still waiting. I still have not bought a PS3. Dude, I wouldn't at this point. Just buy a Blu-ray I mean, if player. You've, if you've held out for this long... A PS3 has a lot of exclusive games that the 360 just doesn't have. Yeah, Metal Gear Solid 4, I want to I want to play one eventually in my life, I guess. But We should talk about else. that. I guess we already did talk about that. That game was crazy. But you should play yeah. it at least once. Yeah, just Honestly. to make my I, yeah, just it's on my bucket list. I'll put it on the bucket right. list. <laughs> it's the worst bucket list. Unless you're right gonna die in like the next month. You've already had. Do you really like sixty years from now? Do you really want to be looking at a list and go, "Oh shit, I forgot to play. I forgot to buy a PS3 and play." Well, by then it'll be like forty years from now. It'll be available on the PlayStation Ten and my. Installed directly, directly into my retinas, and I'll well, play it that way. I don't think way. they've said anything, but haven't people just kind of assumed at this point that PS4 is not going to be backwards compatible with the Probably. PS3 based I mean, on the brand new architecture they're working let's, on? Let's all speculate. Which is fine. Well, that's what they had to do with the PS3. Like, they had to actually <laughs> basically shove a PS2 into it, and then they went, mm, this costs too much, let's take it out. I don't even care about next-gen systems at this point. I mean, I, 
I don't know. I kind of don't I, either right now. This is I kind really of off topic, but I, I just don't care at all about what's coming out I want this gen to last year. forever. I don't give yes, a shit. Yes, it is, I'm okay isn't with it? that. I'm just used to downloading things. I, I want everything to be downloadable, and uh, they can continue with these platforms as long as for the indefinite, 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 indefinite future as far as I'm concerned. Just put everything on PC then. Yeah, or that would be fine. Have a Steam box like people are talking are about. Yeah. It's going to be top, exciting. Top secret. I don't really have a computer, so I don't care. But yeah, I, I mean, so do I. But I'll just I'll just download things on my PC, I guess. We were talking about the Japanese support on the PlayStation. It's almost the flip side. the The Japanese developers, of course, were were supporting it. I was looking at the difference between the launch list in Japan and the launch list in the United States. There were 13 games released, uh, boxed games, not network games, for for the U.S. launch. And nine of them were from non-Japanese developers. And none of those nine games was released as a launch title in Japan. I don't know if they ever came out. So Marvel Ultimate Alliance and Good. the sports games, you know, our pride and joy. <laughs> they, they didn't come, <laughs> they didn't come out at that time in Japan. There was a game called Blazing Angels Squadrons of World War II. I'm not surprised that didn't come out in Japan. I don't know what they would think. I, I don't know. I mean, do World War II games come out in Japan and? I think the Japanese government has officially retconned World War II. I think they just um, take the position that it never happened. Does Japan get the Madden games? Like, would they get those? Would they give a shit? I mean, I don't. If Madden had the storyline from Final Fantasy thirteen, that might work. And another interesting fact, we were talking a lot about pack-in games over the past couple of weeks, and we Pac-Man were lamenting games? that... Yeah, packing games, not packing games. Much packing games. Pac-Man? No, games that they came bundled with the system. Forget. Let's talk about packing games, Nick. Uh, games that involve packing or the packing industry. Wait, there was which? What was that one? There was one. Uh, it was a Japanese game. It was like Tetris, but it was a packing game. Which one was it? Damn it! The one with the garbage that comes down. Like I that. think so. All I can think of is Shenmue with the loader. It's not Shenmue. It's like a Tetris game. Anyway. Can we can we actually talk about what Nick was going to talk about? Which yes, is I'm Wii sorry. Sports? I didn't mean to do it. <laughs> no. If it's a choice between this and Wii Sports, I go with this. Yeah, but yeah. So I mean, we used to get Super Mario, you know, Brothers and Super Mario sixty. Well, no, not Super Mario, Super Mario Brothers and and some other Super good games. Super Mario sixty four, and then Luigi's Mansion. Yeah, these we were not packing Super games. Though. The packing game has to come with the system, like normally, not not, not like Packed a in, as not it like were. a GameStop uh, thing where they force you to buy. Like if you want a PlayStation Two, you have to buy these games. Oh, right, with quantities it. will be limited. Guess what? You're buying these four anymore, games. They that, did that that, that one year. Thing they did for it was the PS2 and, and stuff like that. They made you buy all yeah. that crap. But the PS3 didn't come with anything, I, as far as I know. It didn't even come with a coupon for it. I don't think it even came with a demo disc. It just I mean, you got the hardware, except that the first half million units of the PS3 that were shipped came with a Blu-ray of Talladega Nights, The Ballad of Ricky Bobby. This if there was is... ever a reason to not buy a PS3. Killer app. I, I wonder if that uh, also went out in Japan. <laughs> I just don't, I don't know. But that's what they, yeah, that's what they thought of, uh, What's wrong of with their the audience. Tag- What's wrong with Talladega Nights, guys? I like that movie. You're buying a freaking game console. Put a game in with it. No, you're buying a Blu-ray player. Let's be real right now. Yeah, as we were talking about with the PS2, a lot of people bought a PS2 just to have a DVD player. And 
I guess a lot of people bought the PS3 just to be a just to have a Blu-ray player in the house, but that was pretty much how it worked out for me. I mean, yeah, it's still my only Blu-ray player to be honest, because I don't really care too much of a shit about Blu-ray. It's my Blu-ray and Netflix player. Well, see, that's my well, no, not my Xbox. I, I would normally use the Xbox for the for Netflix, but can I just mention how horrible the Netflix app has become on the Xbox? I don't, I don't like know what it the on fuck the Xbox. Thinking. They've it, made it the the worst fucking thing to use of all goddamn time. So now I'm on the PS3. It also so, just seems slower you. on Xbox for me. I don't know why. It's just the layout is terrible now. Like I don't know if you you maybe have not used it for a while, but it is just the the. The worst. It's the worst. The PS3 Whatever. version was always better, so I, I never really looked back at the 360. And then when they did that dashboard update with all the blockiness, I just yeah, well, I just try to get into the game as soon as possible because the Roku shits on both of them. It's just it's the worst. All right, so PS3 launch, I'm going to put a hair above <clears throat> hair above the 360 launch. So give it a C minus. Why? C. Why though? For what? Talladega Nights? I mean, seriously, yeah. I, think I didn't. I didn't buy a single that's gotta game. That's got to be the only thing that races it up. No, I think they had a call of they had a Call of Duty just like the 360 did, and they had a Resistance, which was at least a high profile game that had kind of a face to it. For assholes. Yeah. Well, they they spend money too. They had I will a Ridge say Racer. That not that not coming with a game was better than coming with Hexic HD. Otherwise. Yes. Geometry Wars is just like, like ten times better than anything on this list. Wrong he's, with he's not wrong. What's, what's with the Hexic hate? Out of nowhere, it's terrible. It's not out of nowhere. Go and look it's up. Com- it's, it's because no one discusses it. Everyone just kind of two. silently forgot about it's, it. It's the silent rage nobody wants to speak about. Fucking Hexic. Yeah, PS3 had every almost everything. It had eighty percent of what the 360 had, and it had a few things that were better. So, and the like hardware Project was 8? better, but. <laughs> you get the Tony Hawk man. Oh yeah, Tony Hawk's Project Eight. There was a Tony Hawk on the 360, right? So yeah, it was pretty much copying the 360 launch. But oh, there was no. Yeah, there was a Tony Hawk. We but, should spend. Um, we should spend a podcast talking about Tony Hawk games and how they're all terrible now. Okay, no, you I'm just good. covered like, it. They're, they're, yeah. <laughs> That's it. Let's. Yeah, you know how Tony Hawk games are terrible. Podcast within a podcast. Awesome. Yeah. Bonus. You should cut that out. I'm serious. Cut that out and release it as another podcast. Call it like 18.1. Speaking of um, possibly horrible things, the Wii absolutely the, horrible things. The last. What do you mean the- possibly? What the fuck is possibly about that? I mean, granted, they did at least give us the Wii Sports as a pack-in, where they sold it separately in Japan, and it was their highest selling game for fucking ever, which is just ridiculous to me. We had to buy Wii Play. To get an extra to controller. To get the controller. controllers yeah. were scarce. Let's, let's not discuss... Well, okay. I did like Wii Play a little bit more. It had a kind of nifty pool game with it. That was, that was about it. When are we going to talk about the, the launch? What happened to that? Or are you talking about Wii Play? <laughs> Look, did you, have you seen the launch for the Wii? Yeah, it's Wii Sports. That's all you need. Mizzo was really excited about the Grim Adventures of Billy and Mandy. Yeah, it's by the way, the Dragon Grim Ball Adventures of Billy and Mandy were not grim at all. I, I was expecting something gory and like I like... um. Then you watch a cartoon. Like, man, what was that called? Manhunter? What was that game where you put plastic bags over people's Yeah, Manhunter. Manhunter. <laughs> Manhunt. Something like that I was expecting. But it's a cartoon. Who knew? Me. Because I watched it. Me? Yeah. But I this is the only episodes. game I actually bought at launch. La- the only system I actually bought at launch was the Wii. And I'm trying to remember Zelda. why he I bought it for Zelda. That. And it must have been because these freaking thugs held out Zelda on the GameCube Zelda and stuck it on their shitty Wii. Yep. And then I got home and I was like, ugh. 
That's yeah. what I, I did. I didn't get it at launch, but I did get it for Twilight Princess. I got I got it at launch. I got Twilight Princess, and I got um. I got Trauma Center. It? It's got to be on the Trauma Center. Yep, those were the two things I got. Trauma Center was wacky. I I like the DS version a lot more. I like the the look of it. Unfortunately, this one had like a weird little like it went from like an anime look to a really weird look. I don't know. It's like geometric shapes. It's just bizarre looking 3D. I never got it. an octagon. It's really a heart. And let's talk about the biggest lie. The biggest lie in video games, the side of the PlayStation 2 before launch, it's Red Steel. Do you guys remember the fucking bull shots they put up for this did, game before the game was released? Well, along with that, but did, did they ever mention that it wasn't going to be one-to-one? Because I'm pretty sure everybody was like, oh man, it's going to be the most realistic sword fighting you've ever done in your life. They have those commercials where the dude is like using the sword and jumping behind his couch and hiding and shooting, you know? And then you play it and it looks like an N64 game. I can't be exaggerating. It looks like an N64 game. I just remember that like game shit. based on the, the hype that it received at um, at TNL and the way that certain posters were talking about it and how it was going to be this one poster, really which one, is that one poster, Super Nintendo yeah. dude. What's his name? Was it KB Chan or was it the other one? KB Chan. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, there was one other one. It. I think there was Spo, Spo Daddy. Daddy. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, mm, and then it came out. Sounds and it was right. absolutely terrible. And uh, everybody just dropped it like a hot potato. Except for I those two. The only yeah. thing I really remember about it was actually seeing Red Steel 2 at PAX and us all going, oh my god, that doesn't look like the worst thing ever, like the previous game did. Just look at pictures and find the pictures that were released of the game before the game came out. They look nothing like the game itself. I, I mean, nothing like the game itself. They look good. They look like a, a real video game that you might actually purchase. And then when you play the game itself, it is an N64 game with like slightly, slightly less like fog and shit. <laughs> you know, like just a little bit better. Sony got in trouble with something similar for, I forgot if it was a PlayStation 2 or 3 launch title. It was one of those military games, probably Call of Duty. And they were showing like this uh, on the commercial. They were showing they, this, these dramatic angles and. It looked like I read like you were immersed in the battlefield, and and uh, I guess a lot of people assumed that was gameplay footage, and it wasn't. But yeah, this is why you got to do your research because I pretty much knew what Red Seal was going to be before it came out, and uh, I don't know, I couldn't get excited over it. There were so many things I haven't played on the, you know, even up to that point, so many things just waiting to be played and. The only thing that got me excited, of course, was was Legend of Zelda Twilight Princess, which I got and spent like 70 hours on. It would have been a better game, or it was a better game because I did play it a year later on the GameCube. It was a much better game with a regular controller, let me tell you right now. Don't tell me that. I don't have another 70 hours to spare on this. I, I think the uh, the game you were looking for was Killzone. Killzone? Possibly. So the Wii, not surprisingly, had a lot more kids games than any of the other consoles that we've talked about recently it had um a, a bunch of them so i guess that's good it was really missing something gritty like like a resident evil type of game or uh i mean it had call of duty 3 but 
I mean, I don't even care about grittier. It doesn't have to be gritty. It just has to be good, you know? Like, who gives a shit? I just kind of like, like super pro, manly, hairy game. It just has to be a fucking good game. That's no, I but I think about. it's smart to have a, a variety of game. I, you should appeal to a broad swath of gamers, I think. And if you didn't like the art style of Wind Waker, you can go fuck yourself. How's that? Nobody should appeal to you ever. What does that have to do with anything? I'm just saying, if you're the kind of person that, that's bra. like, this game is way too, you know? Are you I don't know, I are just, you in another podcast simultaneously? <laughs> you just, this is just bringing you up forgot. a bunch of stuff I've been dealing with this week. I've been looking into some things. There's people who are not playing Hot Shots Golf because it's too cutesy. It's like, why don't you kill yourself? Have you tried that? Cause Send them a well-written letter problem. telling them to kill themselves. They might Angry do it. Angry reply. It's just, I don't know. I understand what you're saying, though, I guess. but <laughs> But he doesn't have to like it. You should be able to appreciate a game for what it does instead of looking for it to be, I don't know, realistic or gritty or brown or whatever is... I need a realistic, gritty golf game. No, I games. mean, look, let's look back at the GameCube, or no, the Nintendo 64. We were waiting so long for a, you know, they held out Quest 64, but we were looking for a really good RPG to come out for a while. It just, it's not like you really have a laundry list, but you're thinking, I have a Great, you know, I have a brand new system. It looks nice. It's all white and it's got the blue light. I'd really like to play something besides Rampage, Total Destruction, and you know that level of game. I, you know, you've got Zelda, but it just—I think it was missing more some really big, maybe RPG or. Well, because anything that beauty an RPG, it takes a while to make that kind of game. And of course, the Virtual Console came out with uh, a bunch of double a and triple a games of the past legend of zelda sonic the hedgehog um super mario 64 these were all games that at one point <laughs> were were system sellers but was that enough has anybody ever bought a virtual console game i bought sin and punishment sin and punishment translated sin and punishment only because i wanted to know what that weird face was telling you in the in the tutorial section that's the only thing that's like not in english and you know what? It was fucking worth it. It was 100% worth it. No, it was not worth it because they totally fucked up the controls. And you can't remap in the virtual console. What do you mean console. they fucked up the controls? They were fine. What you, I didn't, what I didn't like the way with? that they... Uh, with the classic controller. I was playing with a GameCube controller, and I was fine. It was like... Because um, the classic controller had... What is it? I, it was, I think it was something to do with like what they mapped Z to. Like, I didn't like it. I just wanted some of the buttons switched around. And you can't do it. It doesn't fucking let you remap anything, and I I, I hated that. I wanted GameCube. to punch myself. I don't know why, but I didn't. I don't remember having issues with it. That's a fantastic game, by the way. It is an amazing man. game. I just could not deal with that controller. Like I ended up just playing it on an emulator with my 360 controller because I could remap that. And it was like, fuck you, assholes! I'll do this shit myself. When you do a tutorial, you have this little black face that's flying around and it's talking to you, and it's like this little training ball i don't even know what it is and then when you get to the end like you have to fight a giant version of it and i never really knew what was going on but apparently the first ball is like the daughter and the second ball is the father and it's like what are you doing with my daughter and it starts like fighting you you know what that was worth the money to me just to know what was going on during the wow, tutorial. that sounds great i was very happy yeah that's one of my favorite games so i i gladly put the money down and then after i made that purchase i realized that Nintendo is doing online, like, their online store is just all kinds of fucked up in that they don't keep track of your purchases. You don't have an account with them. So you can't re-download things that you've already purchased. 
on like a different system if your original system breaks. Let's yeah, say. that was the worst. So you actually don't own any of these games that you're buying. Even in the slightest. It's not even a pretend to own. It's just flat out like, oh. Like, people had to replace their system, and Nintendo just went, yeah, all that shit that was on your system, gone. You gotta no, buy it again, because it's linked it. to your physical system. It's, like, the worst way of handling it. So I ended up buying, like, two games for it. I bought that, and I bought, like, Dynamite Heady, and then I realized that it was all kinds of broken, and I stopped buying games for it. So that was a long time ago, though. I never finished Dynamite Heady. Did you get to the end of that? I've only been in an emulator by using... Uh, Safe states to oh, continue God. because you can't get continues in that game. Yeah, that's like why you gotta you get better boss, at it. You gotta get better oh, at fuck it. Fuck you. It's, <laughs> no, it's, that's how it's it like works. a 30 level game. Get the hell out of here. <laughs> I can do it. I mean, if I can beat a stage from Prove beginning it. to end without Let's dying. Let's have a dynamite oh, God, challenge. I was only using it for continues. I wasn't using it to save state in between stages. So I was just using it as a way to skip. Oh, no, you know what? I didn't use an emulator now that I remember. I used a stage select code on the Genesis. That game had a stage select code. That's how I beat it. Why are we talking about Dynamite Headache right now? Because, because it's, it's a good awesome. game that we never beat. No, Fairly. I mean I didn't. I didn't say it was bad. I mean, it just how do we how do we get to this? You know, I don't even really like Dynamite Headache, but it's better than this launch list. Let's go on a tangent about Kid Chameleon now. See, now there there was a fucking tough game. That was like that. That game had like a hundred levels or something ridiculous like yes. that, mm-hmm. and there was no continues. Uh, or there might have been continues. You might have had like a couple of them, but it was ridiculous. Like just how many levels there were. It was basically it was just a platformer where you could get different helmets. I want to. There were a ton of them. I want to say there were like twenty different helmets or something like that. But so I don't remember, actually I remember the hockey mask, like the Jason mask. Why are we talking? Yeah, about and this? each one gave you a different power. <laughs> because we've reached the the end of the Wii, the Wii list. So yeah, really. Are we going to talk about Super Monkey Ball Banana Blitz? No. Yeah, that's what I thought. I, I forbid it. Are we up to the present day now with uh, launch? Uh, well, we systems? are, Eric. Where are you? Well, that's it. I mean, no other big console has come yeah, out. Well, right? I mean, so how do you? Oh God, I'm going to get flack for this, but I'm going to rate the Wii launch as the best of the three. <laughs> the three I'm going to rate the Wii right now as terrible. Still, never improved. Only, only because of Twilight Princess being yes. an actual real game yes. that was released. Because it was a game that they actually took the time to develop for the GameCube. And then just held on to and put on the Wii. So that means there was a full game with full development time that was actually good. But now the question is, if you have, ne- if, had you never played any of these three systems, would you rather have a Wii or a cat urine soaked Xbox 360? Cat the- urine soaked Xbox all the way. Pissbox 2000. You, you should write that with marker. I sent it into Microsoft. If I mean, I could have, I guess, written it on there. Back Write it then. on your Just current like, one. I fucked you guys. Yeah. <laughs> nope. My current one's fine. Came from GameStop. It's cool. Yeah, a person pissed on that one. So how how long have you had that 360? What my current one? Oh, yeah. the the piss the piss one. Well, like I said, the piss one lasted about two years, okay. and then I sent that to Microsoft, and they gave me a refurb, and that one lasted for another like two years or so, I think, something like that. Like I just kept replacing them. Like, Microsoft just kept giving me new 360s, being like, oh, okay. Oh, nice you know, little scam you had going there. My latest 360 broke, like, two months ago, and I still haven't oh, put no. in an order to uh, to get it fixed. Like, remind me. Remind me. Call me up, like, tomorrow. Hey, Nick, right? you should get that fixed. Yeah, get that get that sent in. I'm too busy doing things for TNL, man. My original white one broke, and then I bought a, a Black Elite, and that's been lasting me, hopefully forever, because I've 
don't really want to buy another one ever. Again. Got the Halo Reach model. It's two years old and going strong. So hopefully, I, yeah. I'll... So I give this a, maybe a B plus. I mean, I'm sorry, B minus for the for the launch. Really, really good game. A pretty good variety, and not and something for the kids because <laughs> we all have them. But it has waggle. It has motion controls right out the bat. Wii Sports comes with it. That's like that's it. like 10, 20 minutes of fun right there. Pretty good stuff. That's the only game the most people have ever played on the Wii. Sad and are still true. playing it to this day. Sad but true. Unless they're dead because they're all in like nursing homes. True story. My nurse, or not nursing home, but the assisted living facility I work at, they do have a Wii, and it was only Wii Sports with bowling. That was all they played. They have like three or four other games, like Who Wants to Be a Millionaire and stupid shit like that. But they only ever played Wii bowling. Well, with bowling, you just you can hang your arm straight down, right? <laughs> That's why they like it. So you don't have to really pick your arm up until the very end. I really, my favorite part about when the Wii first came out and people were really excited about trying these things out, and they would come to your house and they would like do the full gamut. It's like you would look at it and you would see like the training, like when it would tell you how to do the Wii bowling. It's like put your hand down here, then walk. Take a few steps forward and then roll your arm, you know? And you would, and you would, if, if you know what the sensor is doing, if you know what the game is looking for, you realize that it actually takes a very small motion to generate the same amount, you know, to, to get the same result on the screen. You barely have to move your wrist, but Nintendo went out of their way to try to make you involve your whole body. It was almost like a trick, like, you know, like it's not one to one, but we're kind of telling you to play it like as, as if it were one to one. That's smart. That's smart. I mean, it was like I said with with Zelda. I ended up playing that with the you know just sitting down on the couch with the Wiimote basically as my penis, and I just sort of aimed like that. Like didn't have to move around. It was just as little motion as possible. Like I just I couldn't deal with. I mean, it's <laughs> that's like how you, you describe your, your penis sword. as little motion as possible. You swing your sword. Or so is that often your girlfriend? So often. Yeah. Exactly. What were what? Oh, let me put you on the spot. What, what do you think were the the best? day one lineups. I mean, I'm, I'm looking at it different criteria. First of all, as far as the, the overall variety, I mean, even the, uh, the Atari, the, the VCS, it had a, you know, in a blackjack and math, but otherwise it, <laughs> it, you know, it had games you could play on a piece of paper, but it had a decent amount of variety. I mean, they tried to get a little bit of everything in. Um, I think there were only a few systems that just totally failed. Sega, I mean, the Master System had Hang On and Safari Hunt and the Snail Maze game that was built, and that was horrible. And then they came with the 32X and the Saturn launch that were back-to-back duds. But then they came out with the Dreamcast, which I think has to be a contender for one of the, the top launch lineups. And uh, the I play- mean, PlayStation yeah, 2 I mean, also was it. strong. Like the Dreamcast right there, that's the only one I can think of where I would be like, yeah, there's a decent selection of launch titles that I would actually want to play more than once. Like all the other systems, it's just like it is giant piles of bullshit. The the PS2 wasn't too bad. The NES, was yeah, good. it did have Fanta Vision. <laughs> Shut up about Fanta Vision. I don't know. Sega Genesis would beg to disagree. I think with you. Hold on, let me get this beer what real did the quick. Genesis have? I already forgot. Are we still are we still playing this joke out that that I'm drunk? Is it is it is that what we're doing? <laughs> I don't know. Is the room still spinning for you? Whatever. Should I should I play along at this point? I just tell you that I'm drunk. You're done. Are you, are you drunk? <laughs> just say it. Just say it. Pterodagonites. Would that would that make it easier? Would that make it better? Would you like Would you like me better if I were drunk? Okay, look down on your hands and shirt. Are, is there blood? Is there blood anywhere on you? 
I don't know. I'm not not seeing anything, but I do see a lot of liquid. Oh my gross! God. Oh boy! <laughs> What's going you on? You got the sweats from all the beer. <laughs> mm. So, I think I think the lesson, yeah, I think the lesson we can take from this is you need to just you need to just come out with one really strong killer app, and then the like game will Like Altered Beast. Like Altered Beast, right? Like you need to just come out strong out of the gate with one killer app. Oh, well, just let's all your resources well, for in now, this one as far game, as a variety, because and then you're done for like a year. The thing is. Legend of Zelda on the Wii, I know a lot of people just would not play it, or they played it a little and they said, this is terrible, which mm-hmm. is surprising to me because I thought, when I, when I played it, my impression was that this is not the best Zelda of all time, but this this is like almost like going to see your favorite band and they do all their hits, you know? This is just very competently marketed towards, if you love Zelda, here's all the stuff that you like about Zelda, pretty much. You know, it was... It, it was just kind of a safe entry, you know, it, it, it hits you in all the right spot. I pushed your buttons. So to hear people say it was terrible or I just well, never got I mean, that. I didn't mind. I didn't mind the game and its content. I just minded the, the controls, like the controller, like everything about it was just horrible. So that's why it's not, it's important to have a killer app. And we'll, we'll talk about in a minute, but as far as it better be developed for the system you're making. instead of just being something that was obviously not made for that system at all. That's actually going to be my second criteria. Stop getting ahead of me here. Sorry. You know what? Get out of my head, Mizzo. I'm talking about, I'm talking about the the variety of, of titles. I think, and I think Chris agreed with me or Chuck that the Dreamcast is probably at the top of the list here. And, and I think the, the PS2, uh, was, pr- or the, yeah, the PS2 was pretty good as well. I think variety is a little overrated. But I mean, then the PS2 had like, like 50 games. The regular person on the street's not going to buy a game, a console at launch. You know, like the Madden dude isn't going to buy a console at launch. He I might. Mean, I don't they think, really like Madden. So? If it comes out with Madden, yeah. But even, I guess. even then, like. But the PlayStation had like light gun games. It had, you know, sports games. It had Fantavision. It had it had, uh, <laughs> it had an RPG. It had a little bit of everything. It had fighting games. It had time splitters. Tekken Tag Tournament. It had Dynasty Warriors 2. Everything you could want. Pure action. You know? I think those, I think those two in the variety category, I think would, would be the top two. Pen Pen Triassalon. Wasn't that on the Dreamcast as well? Oh, that was was just Dreamcast. They were talking about PlayStation 2. It was terrible. It was probably better than a lot of the PS2 launch games. I think the, Official Dreamcast magazine was raving about it, but it didn't look too I'm, good to me. I'm sure they were. They can suck balls. As far as uh, originality and exclusivity, like Mizzo alluded to, uh, I think we didn't get that for a while, because thinking back on the earlier consoles, you had uh, a lot of arcade ports. You know, ColecoVision had a lot of arcade ports. So wasn't original you didn't get that much originality until the arcades died and then the consoles became where everything was happening so well even then there were there were big differences between the games because there were large differences there i think there were i want to say there were larger differences between the consoles previously like today seems to be a little bit more homogenized just in terms of what they're putting out like an altered beast like on the snes would have performed a lot differently than altered beast on the genesis just to list a terrible, shitty game. It would have been better on the Genesis, and it would have been a blank screen on the Super Nintendo because Sega made 
Sega makes Altered Beast, doesn't you it? Asshole. I'm just saying that for an example, you son of a bitch. <laughs> this is the this podcast is where we all get to hate bed. each other at the end. So are we just trying to are we trying to crown the best launch of of any system ever? Is that I, what we're I'm doing? I'm just at this looking point? at these lists that we've been going over the past few weeks and I'm trying to figure out, well, which was the best launch and I'm breaking it down into a couple of criteria. I'm thinking I think variety is important because just because you like something doesn't mean anybody else likes it. Um, exclusives and original original games are important too. I think because those t- tend to move systems. Yeah. And then uh, killer apps, I think, which I think we haven't talked about yet. But as far as the exclusivity and the originality, the Saturn is actually up there because it's got Virtua Fighter and Panzer Dragoon, both of which were kind of unique. Uh, at that point, Panzer Dragoon's still pretty unique, and uh, they were only on the Saturn. And the Nintendo 64 had Super Mario 64 and Pilot Wings, which were exclusive and original. Of course, those were the only two games on the system, so you get points off for that. I don't know. It just seems like the whole discussion of launch titles is just incredibly... Or launch systems is incredibly subjective. Like, I th- It seems like people are going to defend like the, the game systems that they really liked and really enjoyed you know above anything else it seems like the best criteria i think for launch is whether it was worth the money you put down when you bought it and you'd have to wait around for other good stuff to come out i'm trying i'm kind of approaching it more from if you're this company and you just put out this launch title did you do a good job should you be happy with, with what you did i mean if if you're just putting out we were talking earlier that 11 of the 18 360 games were sports games. That's kind of weak to me. It's just there aren't 11 sports in the world, are there? And yeah, so there I think was, like under that, under that standard, I think that the 360 launch was probably the worst. Or like one of the worst. I'll, I'll go. With, I'll go ahead and say it, say it was the worst. I think all launches suck. To be honest, I mean, you have like rushed games that people haven't worked through. Like the next. The very next year, you're going to get games coming out for the same system that are going to blow those out of the water completely, you know? You really shouldn't buy a game console until like a year after it comes out. Especially if Microsoft all game consoles would would fail. If everyone did that, then every console would fail. No, if everyone did that, maybe they would take more time putting things out. That's true. But honestly, you should not buy a game console until almost exactly a year. That's that's when it's been the sweet spot for most of these. What if it's like the Sega CD and it launches with all the beautiful full motion video, like uh, in excess and and those that I game gameplay experiences I've never had before. Marky Mark. Yeah. Now those were exclusives and they were originals. And (laughs) so the Saturn video, Marky Mark, make my video. Yeah. The Sega CD gets points for that. (laughs) That just sounds so bossy. Like Marky Mark (laughs) telling you to make his video. Like, all right. And then he pulls his pants down and he's like, what? What? You're right. I'll I'll get right to that, Marky Mark. You better. You son of a bitch. But yeah, the Dreamcast was pretty decent in this category too. So yeah, maybe we are defending the systems we like because I love the Dreamcast. Because <laughs> we're talking about, but it did have a good launch. It did and have it a great launch. Everything it had was a great, great. Everything and it failed. Everything was great. Our eyes were full of wonder. We were in love. <laughs> I like the Dreamcast. I don't care objectively how it stacks up. I love the look of it. I. I loved a lot of the games. I think the Dreamcast launch was great. I think the uh, the Super Nintendo launch was great, and um, everything else was pretty much. The Super Nintendo launch was Mario. And of course, World, the Genesis. Period, I like the right? Genesis also, but partly for for sentimental reasons. Everything else was pretty crummy. 
I don't think I cared about Genesis to like Sonic 2. Well, I know you didn't care about the Genesis. I know you hate the Genesis, Mizzo. I know. I didn't say I hated it. I just said well, I know you did it hate around it. Sonic 2. That's when I felt like it was kind of worth it. Where the dream, where the Dreamcast might falter a little is in the the killer app. I think the killer app for the Dreamcast was probably the multiplayer because you had games like Soul Calibur, which was a great game. It probably still holds up pretty well today. Yeah, that was if great. If you if you have a rainy day and you have a friend over, it's it, Power Stone. You know, had pretty good multiplayer games on there, but it didn't really have a. You know, Nintendo had the the Mario launch games that were. That were great. And of course, the Dreamcast had four controller ports, so you could get the maximum multiplayer going on right out the box. I'm glad that we don't have controller ports or fucking wires anymore. Yes. I mean, I'm assuming everything's going to go like PS3 next gen, where you don't even have battery slots, right? See, that was actually one of the one of the main reasons I got a PS3, along with the fact that it was a Blu-ray player, was that I could play all my PS2 games with a good wireless controller. That was that was the other major factor. You can't because you bought one of the shitty systems. I can because I bought a used version of the good systems. So yeah, full I I bought the full PS2 compatibility. That was like I think they were starting to phase them out, and I was like, oh god, I gotta buy a PS3 before they completely remove that because that's pretty much the only fucking reason I even want one right now. That's exactly how I started. They were phasing out the uh, the PS3s that could, the sixty gig ones, and uh, I bought a, I bought one new. I think it cost more than it would normally cost. It was marked up a little, uh, but because they knew it was awesome. Yeah, but once I had the system, I thought, oh, I just want I just want one of the good ones. I'm going to buy one eventually, and uh, it's quickly becoming favored over the three sixty. That's because I'm an antisocial prick, though, and I don't. Well, it's I don't play it's got online. a lot of. I mean, it has a lot of exclusives going for it, and the like 360 Uncharted? really just has nothing exclusive. I mean, you have like Valkyria Chronicles, Uncharted. Let me just look at the random games I have. I mean, most of them you just like. I don't any if it's if it's for both systems, I usually go for the 360. But just from the fact that I have a, a rather large PS3 library it means there's a lot of stuff that's not available on the 360. I think my PS3 library is Ninja Gaiden Sigma, Final Fantasy XIII, um, Lair, and Metal Gear Solid Four. You don't I like might Ratchet have something and Clank? Else. No, Ratchet and Clank bores the shit out of me. You bastard! I played through like three of them on the PS2, and I, I just oh, you know what? I ha- I hadn't played the PS2 games when I played the PS3 one, so I was like, this is the greatest game I've ever played. Where do they get all these ideas? And then you play PS2, and you're like, oh. It's actually a complete rehash, like, pixel for pixel of everything in the PS2 games. Now I understand where this comes from. So I was kind of like the other way around for me. Pixel? What pixel? I don't know. Poly for poly. It was exactly this. Uh, it's, I think everything, like the whole arena battles, the weapons, you know, like, everything about it. Whatever. Just working it backwards like I did, the game made a lot more sense. <laughs> Mizzle likes think. to work it backwards. <laughs> <laughs> as we found out today all right Whatever. so yeah so our conclusion dreamcast is the best launch ever the best system ever <laughs> yes we're the done. best god if Amazing. i could get in a time machine and go back and just force people i would work out for like i would work out you know like doomsday preppers i would work out for like 10 years to get it you know and i would train with guns like and I, would, I would become this unstoppable force too. 
I would become this unstoppable force and I would force people to, to buy the Dreamcast for their own good. And then I history would, dress up would like change. Sega and assault people. So, yeah, Dreamcast and PlayStation, I think, were the best ones. That's my conclusion. Wow, who'd have thought the TNL podcast would have concluded that the Dreamcast <laughs> launch was the hey, best? The Xbox had Halo. That was good. <laughs> Everything else was Japanese, for me at least. Halo was fun, but it was just Halo. That was it. Dreamcast had, like, like everybody was saying, just a shit ton of everybody wants to play games. But by the criteria I used for PS3 versus Xbox 360, where I brought up Resistance, Halo put a face, so to speak, on the Xbox, and it was a rallying point for people that really wanted the yeah, system. Yeah, it was a and, good face, too, not a shitty, gross yeah, face like Resistance. Right. Yeah, it, yeah, I mean, no, I, Halo, was a kill, Halo was a killer app, Resistance wasn't. And the Dreamcast didn't have that. Soul Calibur was probably the closest, I think. I mean, what, what would you say? I mean... That's what everybody I knew wanted to play. No, Soul definitely Calibur. Soul Calibur. And, it was, and the people who weren't buying it, after they would play it at their friend's house, be like, oh, man, I got to get that Soul Calibur, man. Is that what they said? <laughs> that's a good impression. Yeah, that's that's actually pretty much how it was around here, too. All right. Let's move on to what we've been playing, if everybody's ready. Kind of, kind of scattered. We never really got this podcast kind of into the flow. I, I blame myself. And then Eric came in in the middle and... Just yeah, it just wasn't. We didn't up. start out right. We didn't have the family together. I've been I've been playing again. Traditionally, I play one game a week, so I've been playing this week. It's Dynasty Warriors next, which I did not expect to play this much, but I've already put I think like thirty four hours into it. It was thirty two something the last time I checked, and then I think I played more after that um, on the Vita. And I've unlocked maybe 40% of the characters. I think there are 65 characters, and I'm at about 40%. And I play it on the bus. Don't tell, don't tell anybody. Don't tell anybody. But I even was playing it at work for like an hour and a half. Nice. Good thing no, good thing no one listens to this. No, this, is a, this show is satire. I could be lying. <laughs> We're a satire show. But yeah, I play it on the bus. It could be a little friendlier. It has the same problem that Ninja Gaiden Sigma had, where if you kind of, if you want to play in bite-sized portions, if you have like a 30-minute bus ride and you say, I want to play this game for 30 minutes, it's not really like you can stop and save exactly where you are. And then, because I like to turn off my system. I don't usually put it on standby. I don't know why. I figure it's, it probably uses the battery up more if it's on standby as opposed to being totally off, but I might be wrong. So that's why I ended up, you know, I ended up playing it uh, a little bit at work is because I would get in and I have a flexible start time, so this doesn't really affect anything. But I, you know, I get in and I haven't finished, I haven't finished around yet. So what it is is you just, you just run around, you're on this battlefield. You pick a warrior between before each match, and you have to take over this territory. And you have swarms of people coming at you. It's it's insane how many things, especially later on in the game, just how many things are coming at you. There are people coming at you with weapons. There are these big juggernauts that spit fire. These uh, these Chinese um, uh, these constructions that people get inside and they they shoot you from inside. There are horses that are always getting in your way. People are shooting projectiles at you. And it's, it's a, it's a great game. It's, 
probably suffers a little from a little lack of variety to your moves. There aren't that many moves you can do. There are a lot of just button combos, you know, press square five times is one combo, press square four times and then press triangle once is another combo. So it's that kind of thing. Um, but there's not a lot of variety. There aren't throws. I, as I recall, um, Ken's Rage, which is the one that really got me into this type of game, the Fist of the North Star game had, you know, throws and it had a little more variety in what you could do, it seemed to me. But this is, this is one of the things where you're always, you just have, you, you're about to stop playing, but you just unlocked a new character. So, well, let me try this character out. Or you just got a new weapon. And it's, it's a, I think this is a game that you can just always have near your Vita and you can, whenever you, you don't have anything else to play, you just reach over and, and you can just play this for two hours and, You'll wonder where the hell the time went. You could buy a DD and have it in your Vita always. Yes. Right. Yeah. Yeah. What? What'd you say? I'm sorry. I'm playing. Uh, I'm playing Dynasty Warriors <laughs> next. I'm actually playing it right now. I said you could you could buy a direct download and then just yes. have it in your. Yeah. Vita. All as we know from from the Vita podcast, all all uh, releases are also available as direct downloads. You're the one who told me that. I believe I am. Yeah. Thank you. I may be. I may be the one. Eric. Uh, yes. Well, first of all, um, I did most of my game playing at the end of the week, um, as I usually do. Because <laughs> um, I have very little time to play during the week. Um, unlike Nick, who apparently plays at work. No, it's satire. Yeah. Come on. Then that was... I, <laughs> and I realized that was not really true. Yeah. Um, Mass I Effect. I you. Finished up Mass Effect. Um, ending was completely awesome. I uh, loved it. Right? Yeah. It was yes. Totally, totally great. Redeemed awesome. pretty much everything. All the shitty fetch quests and uh, all the planet roving and Mako stupid stuff that led up to it. I mean, you don't have to do any of that additional, that extra shit. Like, visit random planet, go down to, like, the random pre-built, like, same four rooms. Don't, but you know? I have started Mass Effect 2. And I having done, like, I'm so thankful that I went out of the way to do a lot of that stuff. Because a lot of it does come up, like... You do meet characters who reference stuff that you did, and the, even the the little fetch, little stupid um, side quests. You know that that stuff always comes up. The fucking Mass Effect One DLC, um, what was that? Fire in the Sky, I think. Yeah. Like that comes the up Batarian in Mass Effect thing. Three. Yeah. I never, I didn't ever, ha- I never had the option to download any of that stuff. Did they take those off the servers or something? Did you go onto the marketplace? Well, I couldn't go to the downloadable, uh, the the DLC section in game. Maybe I was supposed to download it off of, but I don't know. It doesn't matter. You can just go to the store, but yeah. But having, um, I'm about I'm about 15 hours into Mass Effect Two. I'm on the I'm in the second disc of the Xbox version, and I, I how weird much, was it? Just fucking jumping into that game after the first. It was one? really weird. It's, it's just it's like a quantum right? leap. I, like beyond like all the problems like i'm at the point where like going it when i i learned a little bit about mass effect 2 before i started it and as i was playing mass effect when i was thinking well i can see how some people might have been like a little bit disappointed when this switched over to the format that they you know just from what i read about mass effect 2 like the format of it like it was kind of like the magnificent 7 like getting a team together it was more focused on individuals and stuff like that but having spent 15 hours playing it like I I think all of those people are just completely objectively wrong. Like I think everything in this game is completely better than Mass Effect 1. Anyone who claims that Mass Effect 1 is better than Mass Effect 2 or 
I don't know, it, unless they fucked up everything Mass Effect 3. Um, anyone who says that's better is just completely insane and completely wrong. The story, the story is better in part one. I mean, there there are other things about Mass Effect 1, because, I mean, the, the feel of the starting of a trilogy is always very different, because it's just kind of that whole, like, you're just being introduced to the world... Like you're, and even there, you're playing a character who's just finding out about a lot of what else is going on, and so like Mass Effect Two is a little bit more like, okay, we all know what we're doing. Let's get the band back together. Let's take care of some shit. And the first game, it, it's got a very different, almost self-contained feel in it. Like there's a big overarching plot, but it's a very specific set plot that occurs. Things are kind of neat and tidy in their own way. Whereas Mass Effect 2 gets a little bit messier. And, but it's good. But, you know, there, there's definitely little things about the feel of it. And I also think that the final confrontation of Mass Effect 1 was really great for the end of the game. Everything else, Mass Effect 2 just takes a big giant shit on and goes, no, fuck you. Using I can Miranda's handle this. Ass. I'm sorry, somebody was talking about Miranda's ass? I guess one... And and to that point, I think that the one respect in which I, I do like Mass Effect One is it's just the uh, just the enormous scope of it. Even though a lot of what you fly through is empty space and empty planets, a lot of which you can't even visit, um, it did give you this sense of being in a in a, like a galaxy like sized game, like and and also the sense that like humanity is just a very small part of everything that's going on, You're, like. All these other species are like well established, and they, you know, they're, you know, the humans are kind of like the Johnny Come Latelys of the universe, and it, it just, it, just that that sense of it is kind of dwarfing, and it makes the game feel bigger than it actually is. Although the actual game is actually very small, I finished it in like twenty five hours, and I did pretty much everything except for all the little, the stupid quests in the Citadel. Like I pretty much got fed up with those. And, gave up on them. Why is your bitch so nosy, by the way, in that game? Like, is that just Bioware games in general, where you're just, like, walking around the Citadel, hey, these people are fighting, what are you guys up to? Can I help? Oh, I'm a it's specter. Like, like, leave let them me alone. Proceed. That's like a domestic situation. They don't need you. But at least, at least with Mass Effect, they give you a decent reason. Like, you're playing Space Cop. You're not, it's not like other role-playing games where you're just, like, random dude who's like, okay, I'm a wizard. Hey, <laughs> is your husband beating you? Why am I in your house? No one knows. <laughs> yeah, I mean, at least you're you're walking around in a military suit. Like you're kind of like, oh, I I better shut up now. This guy. Yeah, is... you're like I uphold the law. Yeah. I answer to no one but the fucking council. I've All got right. authority. This guy's got a I'm gun here. on his back. So I better weird. listen to what he has yeah. to say. <laughs> and... like Mass, I think it's like at the beginning of Mass Effect Two when these two Krogans are talking about. I think there's fish in the pond in the Citadel. Oh, that I was don't ridiculous. think there are fish in the pond. And you're like, what the fuck? I'm not doing anything. And you go talk to some maintenance guy. The guy's like, there's no fish in the pond. And you come back and you talk to him. And that was a quest. Like, that was a quest. The funny thing about that was there's I no spent fish. like a half an hour trying Thanks. to find where to talk to someone about fish. Because... It was the Turian, I, right? Yeah, yeah. It's the guy in the bar. Like, because I kept trying to go back to the cafe to ask... Well, I figured, you know... One of these guys will know something about fish. Nope, couldn't talk to him. So I went over to the cafe. I tried to talk to the chef, and which is in a different spot on the same floor. You can't talk to him. You can't like engage him in conversation. He just says stuff at you. Yeah, he just waves at and you. It's like, like, hey, sushi. And he says hi like, in Japanese blah, 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 or whatever. Blah. Yeah. So that pissed me off. And like, I only did it because I wanted to get it off my. I was trying to. I was kind of. Your fucking quest list. Yeah, right? you wanted yeah. to get it off your quest list. I understand. List. 
get it taken off of there. So I just wasted a bunch of time like trying to hunt that guy down. I also liked how um, in Mass Effect 2 how they changed the Citadel. You know, when humans kind of take control of the Citadel, you know, the government, how the entire place is flooded with ads. You know, like <laughs> that's the effect of humanity on the universe. Like they, they wait, they wait, introduce... did you, you did you kill off the Alien Council? Yes, I did. <laughs> you son of a bitch! <laughs> what do they didn't. do? They take all those out if you leave this if if you leave the council alive. Uh, no, I don't think so. But no, I don't think it changes all that much, to be honest. But yeah, I'm like humans are the best. Let's forget this council. I, th- I think useless. the very first time I played Mass Effect, I might have not saved the council because I I thought that you wouldn't have enough time to stop Sovereign if you stop to save the Council. So I might have let them die the first time. But I was playing kind of a renegade character anyway. But that guy never got ported onto Mass Effect 2, so I never saw the effect of that. I was After that, I was always like, save the Council, save everyone. Well, honestly, the Council is so fucking stupid. You're like, you're like, the Reapers are coming. They're like, we don't see any evidence here. And like, you bring so much evidence. You talk to one of them in a hollow, you and the people you were with, and they're like, well, you're the only one that's ever seen them. I'm like, dude, I was with people. We talked to them on a hologram. They're scary as shit, and they're coming. And they're like, I don't know what you're talking about. I'm the council. And it's just so annoying. And the funny part is, like, I mean, nobody cares, but if anybody were to ever read the books, like, the books have even more side stories about finding out about the Reapers and trying to tell the council and the council's like, we don't see any evidence. So like in the game, it only gets dragged out for one game or two games even. And it's kind of stupid. But then like the, the two or three books that came out also have the council doing the same thing. So if you've actually read through those, the council becomes just retarded at this point. Like it's just ridiculous. The stuff that they're going to like. Yeah. yeah I oh. think at this point, I'm a little bit worried about my renegade, Femshep character because the scars are starting to get worse and like I have glowing red eyes. I'm worried that if I go full renegade, I'm going to be like a Terminator and like my my flesh is just going to start it. falling off and I'll just Suck like freak up. everybody. Like, I'm not going to heal the scars. I'm going to leave them. Yes, um, but that is a good man. It is it is a no, little I, bit disturbing. Like the, just the red the red eyes especially. <laughs> like, the whole beginning is disturbing. Why did that even happen? Like, isn't there a better way of putting me behind Cerberus? You know, like just a subtler way maybe. It was just bizarre as shit. It was bizarre. You learn. I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> You'll learn, fucker. And why does Joker... Joker should have died a long time ago. That's all I'm going to say. The dude can't even... His legs suck. He has bonitis. He should have died. Like something needs to happen to him <laughs> in space. And he survives everything because he's Seth Green. He survives because he's Seth Green. Well, then he's and an he, amazing pilot. And he has to be in the Fuck him. And he has to be in there until the last minute, and he has to do cool things, because he's Seth Green. Um, I also played a little bit of Street Fighter Cross Tekken, which, um, so far I like. I don't care about the DLC controversy. I don't care about all the gems. I don't care about, like, whether this is good for tournament play or not, you know, whether it's... All, I don't care about that all that bullshit. I think that's next week, right? Yeah. We're going to get into that next week? I guess. Yeah, I was going to say good news because we're talking about Street Fighter Cross Second uh, next week. We're going to have uh, Bond back here. So far, it's it's really fun. It's really easy to get into. I don't, I'm not really hardcore to fighting games, and I don't spend hours like... That's why. Mostly because I don't like... <laughs> Whatever, like I'm not gonna argue with you about like whether this is like technical or whether this is bad for fighting games because I don't care. Like it's easy we'll to just next week. it's hard, it's easy to you know sit down and start playing. I like the idea of you know, doing quick combos and just being easy to enter into. Um, 
but that's just my you know simple simple man's perspective on the fighting game. We are going to break out in fisticuffs next week. Let me just <laughs> right now from this little preview. There will be no gentlemen. So anyway, that's what I've been playing. Well, we still have harmony among us. What would make this podcast perfect? Because we've talked about Mass Effect 1. We've talked about Mass Effect 2. See, that was actually why I hated that he went into Street Fighter Cross yeah, Tekken. Because I was like, we, yeah, could, was we could smoothly move into either Chucks or myself. <laughs> yeah, drunks ruin everything. All right, well, just, yeah, or just actually, even Mazo. I think. I think Mazo's on it too, but yeah. yeah if, like, if, only, if only I knew somebody that played Mass Effect 3. That could talk about it. Maybe, maybe Chris. Did you, have you tried it? Have you tried the demo at least? You know, I might have. I might have played a little bit of it. I, I see. might have devoted an entire fucking week to it, which was my week. Oh my fucking Christ! I played some. You don't even know. Like I would. I did multiplayer for essentially two days straight. I have a feeling it was better than Dynasty Warriors Next too. <laughs> you know, I'm gonna go ahead and say yeah, yeah, just a little bit. Um. Like, I mean, as far as, like, the technical aspects of 3, like, they definitely improved things over 2. So it was a little bit nicer. Um, I did think, like, th- there was little stuff about the story. Like, it's it's sort of weird, because in Mass Effect 1 and 2, um, all the choices that you make in terms of the respective game itself is basically just about personal attainment like oh okay you do a quest for someone you get some credits you might get a gun someone's like man you're a good person or you're a dick why did you shoot that woman in the face hmm. but like mass effect she 3 we're, we're talking about species yeah. on the lines now not just hey you might get a gun or you might get some credits yeah it's like if you do something nice for someone or you did something nice for someone they come back and go you know what i'm gonna help you fight the most powerful force that this guy this universe has ever fucking known like all of a sudden it's like all this stuff is coming together and it's like in terms of gameplay like yeah you're still fucking just kind of getting credits and shit but in terms of like story progression it goes from personal gain to fucking galaxy gain like you're actually building this giant army and all the characters like they don't necessarily become part of your party but that's because they're like instead of being like oh yeah i guess i'll join up with your crew of like six other ragtag assholes now it's like oh i can't join your party because i'm leading an entire civilization into war or i'm protecting like 24 families from being annihilated like everything just gets taken up to the next level there and i also find that like kind of exhausting just to a certain extent like i don't know like mass effect one i finished it immediately went to my second playthrough Mass Effect 2, finished it, immediately went to my second playthrough. Mass Effect 3, I finished it, and I was like, oh, I don't know if I can do all those again. Yeah, we, we talked about that while we were playing multiplayer. We were just like, you know, it, maybe it's time to take some time off, and then we'll come back when DLC comes out. Right, when the new ending comes out. The new ending. Well, you know what the best, uh, you know what the biggest improvement was for me, from going from 2 to 3, was that they removed the crazy red tentacle eye action happening when you got hurt? Because I don't know what the fuck the deal was with that. I didn't really get hurt too much. That's, I don't know what you're talking it's about. So, it's so horrible. But And they took that out. So now it's just like more of a normal red around the edges of your screen. Well, it's a life bar. Cause I don't, was that supposed to be like an eyeball and it's like getting veins in it? Or are tentacles coming to take you away? Or what is happening? I hated that. I did. Um, one of the other big improvements I liked was the way that they did running. Um, now that they have it to where you've got a little bit more flexibility... 
like it running no longer completely cuts out if you do a 180. Like if you try to do a sharp 180, it'll cut out. But like on multiplayer maps, I can actually run like as long as I you're holding laps up. around these things. If you're going yeah. up and but, left or up and but right, but it looks so stupid though. The running animation is the ugliest of the running animation ever. Now it it is kind of terrible for Femshep because she is permanently bow legged, which is hilarious if you put on the, the dress up outfit from Kasumi's stolen memory. If you put that on you and look run so around, bad. and it's great because in Mass Effect Two, there's a scene where I think it's in um, Layer of the Shadow Broker, where uh, Femshep sits down and talks to Miranda, I think, something like that. But she sits down using the guy animation. So she plops herself down, she puts her hands spreads on her, knees. her legs, puts her hand, yeah, rests her hand like on her knee. On and her if, knee. Yeah. yeah, and if and she's, she's wearing like, the like dress, anything? her hand is like... <laughs> Her she's balls just are flopping like, out of the dress. Yeah. Yes, like a full view Terrible. of the camera. It's just like, hey guys, see anything you like? And then she's then she's fucking running around like Donkey Kong with her knuckles on the ground. It's terrible. They they did not respect the friendship at all in Mass Effect Three. Let me tell you. Well, in Three, they definitely did some stuff better, but she still rocks that retarded fucking run that makes it look like she's just been riding did, did horses like for like four years. Like the whole time well, she's well, running. Well, to be a lot in part two. They kind of fixed in part two. She would end up looking at things a lot randomly, and then get her head stuck in that direction that, while she's running. That happened a lot to me. In so three, he gave her like a like an Asperger's look. And she's just kind of like twitching her head to the side. That's not even my my shepherd. Better. Like his she's eyes, running and looking. His eyes off. would be looking at whatever he was looking at before. So he would be all like derping out hardcore. I did. I did have a bad moment. I don't remember what it was, but it was. I went to talk to another character. But I selected something else at the exact moment that the conversation started. So both characters turned to stare at something that was off screen and stared at it for their entire conversation. And they're both talking with each other and their heads are just like flipping back and forth as they watch someone else walk around. And it was just real. It was like, guys, you might want to look at each other when you talk. That's, that's great. Someone used to hack the PC version and put out like a feminine patch or something. To make my femshep more of a lady, that's what I need. Bioware, you need to you need to make two versions of your characters. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> if you're gonna have if you're gonna have a guy to cross a girl character, legs. yeah, they cannot have the same animations. I don't know if you've looked outside the window into the real world, but men and women They're, don't want. They are the same afraid way. of looking out the window with people banging down the FTC's doors to uh, change the ending. Bioware is trying to just, you so, know... Okay, so so you and Chucks have actually beaten this. I haven't beaten it. Sleeve, obviously, has not even gone to part three yet, and I don't even know what Nick is doing. <laughs> I'm <laughs> ten hours into part two. He's playing Dynasty Warriors okay. at work. So, but I'm going to start it over. <laughs> so what do you... Jesus so, Christ. Were, were Chris and you, were you, without giving anything away, were you satisfied with the ending, or do you think it's bullshit? It's kind of bullshit. I... I'm not mad. I mean, mm-hmm. I thought it was I thought it was okay. Like yeah, like I wasn't mad either. The main thing is just that the ending is short, doesn't really explain anything, and there's a lot of stuff that's left up to the viewer to decide. Well, a and lot it's like, a lot of your the whole the whole three games, you've been making all of these decisions. Decisions. Um but you've been making all these decisions, and they're just like, oh, yeah, guess what, all that, well, yeah, all that stuff you've been doing, eh, let's break it down into three choices. 
Like, I was kind of expecting at least, um, like, just text endings and being like, oh, okay, you decided to, for instance, save the Rachni in the first game, and other stuff happened. Well, here's what happened to them. And you decided to do this at some point. Like, here's what happened to these people, and blah, blah, blah. But instead, like, it's just flat up, like, mm, here's a quick ending about what you just did. And then we're going to kind of contradict some other stuff that showed up and then not explain any of it. This is this is too hard to talk about without seeing it, I think. This is, yeah, this is probably not a good subject. Huh. But it's disappointing to hear that both of you did not. I was kind of hoping it was something that was taken out you, of... You were hoping it was, was you thought just, it was typical internet hate is what you wanted. Right. Like and that's what I wanted. Being well, like, I think blah, blah, blah. It, see, it still yeah. seems to me like a lot of it is just typical internet hate. Like, well, no, and point, it is. It is. I'm, I'm absolutely not going to like The point of filing an FTC complaint uh, for against Bioware for giving them a shitty ending. I mean, I think that's... I, I'm, you know, I may be a little bit sensitive, but I think that's a little bit over the top. Okay. Do you remember um, the ending to, like, Halo 2? Where it was like, here was this game that was hyped I up as it. being... I hated every second of it. Yes. As being like, it's going to go back to Earth, and then the, the end of the game was pretty much like, okay, now we're going to get this fight started. Yeah. It was just like this yeah. <laughs> short little tiny ending. That's, that's kind of like what like, happens here. Okay, that just happened. That's pretty much like Mass Effect 3. It's just sort of like, oh, that was not the ending I was expecting. But n- not even like that's what I was expecting. It's just, it's tiny and like succinct and like, well, that was okay. So that's that. Let me, let me we'll ask you this. Yeah. Let me ask you this, Chris. And again, without spoiling too much, like how is like the overall end game? Like, like the, f- the finale, like the finale set pieces and whatever. Is that good? I thought it was awesome. I mean, some people have a problem with it because they do throw a ton of shit at you that you have to fight. But really, I didn't think it was nearly as bad as a lot of people were complaining. I haven't fully cleared it on Insanity yet, but what I can say from playing the multiplayer is that unless things got particularly ridiculous, gold on multiplayer, gold levels on multiplayer are far beyond the single-player game. Yeah, Because the, the multiplayer has no problem with tossing, like, five of the toughest enemies in the game at you at the same time. (laughs) In small quarters. I I mean, it goes bronze, silver, gold. I was playing a silver multiplayer match against um, the Geth, and the Geth have these these pyros. They have um, big flamethrowers. And if you're close enough to a pyro when they actually start attacking you, I mean, you're dead. Like, you... You It's almost impossible to actually... Because of the fucking fire all over the place. You can't see anything, and it's got a it, it's got a long enough range that it can burn through your shields and health really fast, and so it's just that sort of thing of and on this silver match, I mean there were four of us, and I think all four of us died in about ten seconds because there were pyros at almost every single corner, so no matter where you went, there was a fucking pyro you couldn't escape them. It was just they just slaughtered our entire crew, and gold is even worse. I mean, I did a single round on gold and, or I mean, like I got up to like, I think we got up to like wave four on a gold, but a single round in gold is like equivalent to like four waves in bronze. It's just ridiculous. The jump up that they have and they will throw like, I don't know. I'm going to say like maybe like four banshees and maybe a few brutes and some other stuff. And you you don't even know what these fucking enemies are right now. But basically, like these creatures all have the ability. Like a banshee can one shot anyone in the game. If they get close and they melee you, 
you're you're immediately dead and you can't be revived. There's nothing you can do. Like even in multiplayer, you're just flat out gone. And they'll have like three and four of these things running around chasing people, and they can teleport through anything. It's like that Vanguard biotic charge, except without the damage that it deals. So no matter where you go, they follow you, and they can immediately kill you. And these things will just be spamming around the area like fucking assholes. It's ridiculous. And I think the worst part of single player is you have to fight three of them. And it's like, yeah, it's like nothing compared to multi. Because you're doing it constantly in multiplayer. Yeah, let, let's uh, let's wrap it up and go to Mizzo because he has to leave soon. He's got his charity work to get to. He has to rub one out. <laughs> That's what he calls <laughs> it, his thing. charity work. They're both the same thing, really. Yeah. Without mentioning Mass Effect, what have you been playing? <laughs> you know, I need to say that like every week without mentioning yeah. Mass Effect because you tell us what you Well, mean. I've been actually... Uh, the one thing I put a lot of time into this week has been a Wipeout 2048 for the Vita. Actually, you said it like Wipeout. Wipeout? <laughs> yeah, Wipeout. Like, what's wrong with you? Wipeout. It's Wipeout. Anyway, uh, I haven't, I'm not big on the Wipeout series. I've never really played one before. I just ended up getting this one because I, for some reason, just went crazy with the Vita. And uh, I sucked at it. I started playing it when I first got it a few weeks ago, and I could barely even traverse the tracks, so don't do anything. So, for some reason, I thought it would be a good idea to go back and start at the beginning. So, I played Wipeout 1 on the PlayStation 1. <laughs> and I don't know why I do this, but I always do this. And that game is fucking terrible. It's it's uh, hard it's to come not, back to. I mean, to. I'm sure it's okay. Yeah. It's it's like the, the third-person camera is very awkward. And, I mean, the only way to really play it is a first-person camera. And I guess a lot of people have stuck with that and still play Wipeout in first-person because that's how they learned to play it from the start. But I don't know if I can oh, do that. Oh, no, no. I never play it first person. Have you played Wipeout okay, XL? So I, I also have Wipeout XL, and I also have Wipeout Pure for the PSP, but I have put no time into that because while I was like, not playing those games and playing the Vita version, I actually started getting good at the Vita version. So I was like, fuck those games. Let me keep playing the Vita one. And, uh, yeah, first thing you need to know is, as we discussed uh, a couple of weeks ago, you got to change the controls immediately back to Wipeout controls. I don't know why they give you an option with a general break. That's not the left that's and right. That's not how breaks. wipeout works. I mean, <laughs> like, that's how you control wipeout. It's, like, it's why air would breaks. you not give that as a default control option? Like, to not have the, the 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 left and right slides for quick turns makes the tracks unbearable. Like, who plays like that? Like, what is when happening? I first saw that on the demo unit. Like, it was it was really off putting to me. So, I'm, yeah, that is I'm so just... confusing. Like, why would they even do that? That makes no sense. And another thing, uh, you guys are right, the aesthetic is very odd because they went for like a retro future. I think someone said that a few weeks ago, which is completely true. This is like the cusp of when they're first making the kind of uh, anti-gravity racing. And uh, a lot of the cars have a clunkier look than they'll have in the future games, which means they have more polygons to them. Because before it would be like the ships made up of like three polys and that's good enough, which is fine, you know. But the, the I think the... The ship design isn't a big deal. The track design is very odd, though. You have uh, much wider lanes, I think, than you're generally used to. And uh, they're much busier tracks with just a lot of graphical effect, just a lot of background melting into the actual track itself. Since you're not just flying through these, like, space ramps, now it's like you're going through the city. You're going through an actual city with, like, off-streets and stuff that aren't clearly labeled as part of the track or not part of the track. And it's a little bit hard to get your bearings. I mean, obviously, you have to learn the tracks to play the game. So you will spend a lot of time learning the tracks inside and out. But the first time you play, it's it's all a little bit busy 
visually and it's kind of tough to figure out where to go or, or like even turn sometime. I, I don't know how to describe it. It's just a little crammed with uh, detail almost instead of being the futuristic, very clean, streamlined look that you would expect at this point. And it gets even worse when you're racing against other people because everyone leaves behind like a purple trail when they're racing by and there's like, you know, weapons going off and explosions to make it even even more uh, visually confusing. It's a bit odd, but once you get used to it, man, you go pretty fast in this game and it's it's cool. I guess that's just wipeout. Yeah, that's the wipeout so I'm, I'm like years behind. I, I just kind of wish they had gone for a mirror because like the, the menus are so pretty and sleek and futuristic. And uh, the online play, by the way, is really cool. I don't know if this is how they've been in the past, but um, the online it has its own little um, career mode that you go through, and it kind of doesn't tell you... You don't have to rank first or anything. It just tells you on your very first race against people, you know, just finish the race. Just finish, please. And shoot somebody with a weapon. Just one person. That's all we ask. And you do that, and it gives you an elite pass for the first mission. It's like, okay, cool. Second mission. You know, get at least this done. And, like, it kind of gives you little missions to go through while you're hooking up with random people and racing against them. So it's kind of a neat way of doing the multiplayer. I haven't seen them before in, in similar games, unless the older Wipeouts did this, and I've never played them. And it also takes your picture, so I try to make, like, the scariest face possible. I don't know when it would show people this picture. I don't know what... Because I've never seen anyone else's... I've never seen anyone else's picture when I'm playing, so maybe people cancel that out, but it's like, we're going to take your picture, three, two, one, and I just bare my teeth, and I am I have, like, this beard going on right now, and I'm just like, Arr! and I get that picture taken. I'm just thinking dick yeah. pics. Whenever, the, whenever everyone talks about face pictures. You are. Yeah, you love that, but no, I haven't actually, it would take too much work, I have to take my, I'm usually wearing pants or something, I'm not playing my Vita in the nudes. So. And the Vita doesn't have a wide-angle lens. <laughs> Exactly. So I don't know how I would do that. Shy. I should shave. I'm gonna shave. I'm gonna shave like a word into my pubes, and then I'm gonna take a picture of that right before Wipeout starts. I don't. I don't think I can shave the entirety of Wipeout into that. Maybe. Uh, maybe maybe your initials. W. Maybe my just initials. Do LOL. Or LOL is good. <laughs> Perfect. I'll try. USA like uh, Billy Mitchell. So yeah. That would so be funny. oh wow, that's pretty good. So I've, that's 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 been my week is Wipeout, and it's uh, been a very good week. So I'm getting better. Uh, next week, hopefully, I'll be done with it. All elites, but we'll see how that goes. God bless the Vita. I know. I oh my god. I mean, I saw over the Vita, by the way. I, I did get. I finally got Stardust HD for free. Like that. That deal finally paid off a month later. So I got to try that, and uh, that's a really good game, by the way. If you haven't played it. Super Stardust HD on the Vita, very fun. I mean, I played it on PSN for the uh, PS3, and I I did enjoy it. The only problem that I had with Super Stardust is just it goes on too long. Like uh, I don't know, because it's like there's like five or six planets, and each planet is like a half hour or to an hour or something like that. It just so it's like a mix of like Geometry Wars with a real video game, and I would almost prefer the Score Attack version of Geometry Wars to this. Although this does have an endless mode that's similar, but yeah, it's it's too easy to stay alive, and it goes on a little bit too long, I think. Christ, it was like, I'd, I'd always end up getting bored. It'd be like an hour later and be like, are we done yet? Fuck me. I can see that. All right, well, that's it for me. Have we done Chuck's, or is Chuck's just going to be more Mass Effect 3 talk? Uh, Chuck's actually, I've seen Chuck's list, and uh, I'm very intrigued. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I save that one for the last. By. You know the one I'm interested in. 
<laughs> okay. Um. So yeah, like like everybody else, or the three of the whatever. I played Mass Effect three. Uh, beat it. We talked about it. I played some multi with Chris and Mizzo. It was fun. Um. I played some more SSX. I got mad at it again because I kept dying. Why I would you die? Why die. would you? Let, why would they let you die in, in in an SSX game? What is that? I don't what, know. Is that the deadly I, part? I just I want to. Well, no, it's not even that. It's it's the world tour and like you're in Africa and you're in some type of volcano like, that has. Sorry, snow. you, could, you couldn't complete out. the world tour because you died. You fell off the mountain. Like there's there's like yeah. in, there's like like pits, right? Like your save data has been yeah, deleted. There's, there's pits. <laughs> And it's stupid. I don't Italians. know why they don't just, just hit the eject um, button. Yeah, right, that'd be awesome. I mean, if you fall, if you're in a racing game and you fall in, you just like a helicopter dumps your you ass respawn. back in or something. Yeah, right. Like in Mario Kart, I wish they would have done that, but they don't. Um, so I stopped playing that. Uh, Microsoft sent me Connect Disneyland Adventures for doing a survey. That was a punishment. Um, <laughs> you must not have answered the questions to their well, liking. Yeah, right. <laughs> they were like, look at this dick. He thinks he's a core gamer. We'll send him Connect Disneyland Adventures. That'll that'll learn him. My daughter likes it, and I like Disney, so that's that's what's going on there. It's interesting. Now, in in um, defense of Chucks, I would totally buy Connect Disneyland Adventures if I had a Connect. I totally, I totally would. Well, see, that that was just it. I, I wanted to play it, and I didn't want to buy it. So when they were like, here, this is what you can get. Either that or like games yeah. that I already had. I, was just I like, have Disney well, Universe I'll sitting here for the Wii. I did not ask for it. I don't want it. It's shrink wrap. It arrived in the it mail just, one day. It just day, showed up. And I don't know anybody on TNL that wants to review it. And I was going to review it, but I'm too busy playing. You just can't I mean, bring yourself to like a couple months it. ago. But See, I, I like Disney, but even I have my limits. I don't. That that just doesn't even appeal to me. At, at least Kingdom Hearts is cool, or you know, is is Kingdom Hearts still cool, guys? I it, forgot. It is to me. It is in my heart of hearts. Okay. Um. Say so I played a little bit of that. Uh. Finally got a hold of my European ten dollar copy of Dodonpachi Resurrection. That game is a lot of fun. I am not very good at it, so I play on the novice level. Novice. And uh, that. Come on. Yes, sucks. novice. <sighs> well, I I want to do score attacks, and game, I can bitch. do it on novice. <laughs> On one credit, I can get to, like, six level on Novice. So, you know, in a game like Dodon Patchy, that's a big deal for me. All right, don't let... got kids um, Should I edit that out so the rest of TNL doesn't know you're playing on... I don't give a fuck what TNL thinks. Eat my dick. <laughs> um, speaking, and speaking the, of the very last dick. thing. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Um, the very last thing. A, a wonderful thing happens when I go to Target and, and a game hits $5. It becomes an a instant buy, no matter what the product and and the game this time is Hulk Hogan's main event oh wrestling, which which is going to pack Mizzo. So this get is ready. a game that I refused to review because it, Why? What? it was Why? so. Why would you refuse? It to was review so it? horrible. I just felt so bad that this. Nothing good is going to come from that review. Nothing good. Everything it would good. only listen, hurt I got an achievement to have to review. Listen, that listen, game. listen! I got bored halfway through a match. This was the very first match. I got bored. I walked away. I came back and it said achievement unlocked. Brb, getting a sandwich. It says you left the sensor area during a match. Well, th- this is what happened. I was I was at E3 and I wanted to see this game because, as you know, I I play wrestling games and I like um I like the old school guys like Hulk Hogan and. So he was the, he was there for E3. I think um, people at E3 started saying things to his kid because his kid was involved in that car accident. So he just cut out of there quickly. But 
So I, I made a special point to go up to the Majesco area. It wasn't on the floor. It was like somewhere way back up there somewhere. So I went and I said, I just want to see the one game. I've seen your other games. I just want to see this one game because I, I want to review it. And the guy wouldn't let me play it, first of all, which is a dead game. The game seemed pretty complete, but he wouldn't actually let me play it. He said, well, let me just... That's kind of like when a, when a studio won't let people review exactly, their movies. Exactly, yeah, they don't send it out. Before. So, so, so he was showing me this, this monstrosity that you, you don't even really control the guys, do you? You, you just kind of get into a certain position and then you, you say, okay, I'm going to whack him with a steel chair. You're, you're coming down the aisle and you have, people are throwing garbage at you and you have to pose. It's just kind of like it's, it's the most non-gameplay game I've seen in a while. It, it really is. What do you have to do? In it? And Hulk Hogan looked horrible in this game. I felt so <laughs> he bad. So I know funny. he's a dick. I know he's a prick. He's got a bad reputation or something. He's you know he's backstabbing he? or whatever. But I mean, this guy doesn't know anything. I'm sure about video games. And I just they just railroaded him into making into putting his name on the yes. worst piece of garbage Absolutely. ever. Absolutely. And they they didn't even make him look good. He looks like this no. this, this this um homeless think of, idiot. Think of like a triangle. And he's he's like an upside down triangle where the, his shoulders would be the the broad spot of it, and then he kind of just shrinks in to where his legs would meet in, in there, and, and then he's got like a, a wishbone for a leg. It, it's the weirdest looking model I've ever seen in my life. But it, but it, but it's him, brother. You know, the whole way through he's he's talking. I, I just I don't understand. You think his manager or whomever is dealing with him would be maybe we don't need this. You well, right just had now. to ask me. I would have told him, listen, stay away from this. He's just like, dude, this yeah, is not gonna this be a is good not idea. Your, You're this isn't going into your legacy. Just you don't want you know luckily it's, it was ignored, I think. I don't think too many people even know it came out and five dollars just looks like it's too much for it. Well yeah. I mean it was it was good enough to I laughed really hard when I came back and it said BRB eating a sandwich. <laughs> that was worth five bucks for me, but that's about it. Um but it's weird. You when you go out you have to pose and you you know, hit the marks and you do your little I'm, I'm posing. Nobody can see it, but you know, <laughs> if you see Hulk Hogan come to the ring, you you do that, and um, and then it's weird. The, the guy is going to fight you, and you have to throw punches, jump over their kicks, put your hands up to block. I mean, it's it's almost like Punch Out, but not as elegant. If you want to call Punch Out elegant, but uh, I I don't feel ripped off for five dollars, ten dollars maybe, but. Oh, yeah, so bad. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Unlike, unlike other wrestling games, which are so good, <laughs> this one is so bad. I'm sorry. You're, you'll be fine. You buy everything. Not. I'm trying to stop, man. All right. Look, I know I you're hiding problem. stuff. I know, like if you know, like people hide like joints in their toilet. Like if we take out your toilet, you're gonna see like all these games. All right. Looks like we already lost Mizzo. He's, he's going off to do whatever he does at night. Nothing of value was lost. Yeah, this is the second or third time he's cut out on us. I think he's getting too big for his britches. We got to take him down a notch. What a dick! Shots. I want his kneecaps on as as paperweights okay. on my desk by next Friday. I know you're the man that can do it. Do you need this to be videotaped? Because <laughs> I can I can make it happen and we can send it out to the rest. I of want you to I want team. you to record it, uh, document it using his Vita. I want you to t- just take snapshots <laughs> and upload them to Wipeout or Wipeout, and use the full color palette when you do it. Yeah, that's what he said. <laughs> he fucking said Paulette. Yeah, he said Paulette. <laughs> fucking uncultured. 
I I only uh, I mean I corrected him, but I I only thought of that because uh, somebody on the forums brought it up um, in the in the podcast thread. Anyway, speak oh, speaking of forums, this is a good transition. No, it's not. <laughs> there are a couple of ways you can uh, you can interact with us uh, after you listen to the podcast. You can always find us. I mean, always we're always on the TNL forums, which is on the next level, the hyphen next level dot com t h e little dash next level dot com, and uh, you can also call us with our phone number. I did get a couple of messages this week, but none, none was worth playing. It was just, just general stuff. Actually, um, Corian, who called before, called again, and he suggested that we might want to expand into a wrestling podcast or and or a hip-hop I'm podcast. Out. So if any of you are uh, Maybe we can spin that. that off. We can do a spin-off podcast. Yeah, Focusing maybe we'll try it out. We'll try it out next week, but I'm, I'm not going to play the message because it was, it was just kind of short and he just kind of brought those points up. And, uh, yeah, so you can call us at 1-800. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's not an 800 number. We're not that big. It's, um, what is it? It's 312-233-2865. 312-233-2TNL. And you can, you can leave us a message if you want to, um, put forth any ideas for the show or you just want to tell us. We're a bunch of assholes or whatever you want to tell us. We're here to listen we to are. it. Next week, we will have Bond back on to talk about Street Fighter Cross Tekken at length. And I guess while we're doing that, we should talk about finally talk about the downloadable content, the whole business of downloadable content, where it's going. Uh, we've talked, we've touched on it several times in the past. I think we should probably get into that a little bit more because that's really interesting, especially in light of some recent announcements of, you know, like there's $26 worth of downloadable content. If you want to, you know, dress up your characters and street fighter tech and that kind of stuff, it's just getting out of hand. So we'll talk about that next week. All right. All right. Any objections? None. None. No objection. All right. Chuck's kneecaps. Okay? Kneecaps. Got it. All right. Thanks, man. And we will put it on pause for now. Thanks. Oh, 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 oh.